What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of the H panel. So for this one, I will be talking to an old friend of mine. Her name is Laura Escobar and she will be talking to us about her, her experience in work as a behavioral therapist for children with autism. And she'll also be uh, shedding some light on her work with uh, adults with mental health. So this will be a really good episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. Man, I need to shave that mustache. It is getting whiskery. Anyway, back to the episode. Hope you guys enjoy. What's going on everyone? I'm Harry Potvin and welcome back for another episode of the H Panel, the show where we bring on guests from all different backgrounds to talk mental health. Today I have the pleasure of being joined by Laura Escobar. Uh, she is a close friend of mine who I've known for many years. Uh, she has worked with children with autism as a behavioral therapist and also works with people with mental illness as a community life skills worker. Additionally, she has also done social work in college and recently got her university degree in forensic psychology. Laura, thank you so much for uh, being here with us today. Thanks for having me. How uh, are you? Not bad. Not bad. You know, self-quarantining, but I mean, yeah. nothing new. You have, to. you have to. Everyone's doing it, so it's whatever. Why don't you just give us a little background about yourself? So I did um, social work for two years, and then I did my um, undergrad in forensic psych. I'm actually in the process of getting my master's in counseling psychology as well. I worked as a rest worker for a year. I was with children with many, like, autism, many different disabilities. Um, and now I'm working with a Canadian Mental Health Association, which is a big company, and they deal with a lot of intense mental health. Oh, yeah. So I deal with, um, I'm those relief staff, so I go in there whenever things get rocky, like right now I'm supposed to go in on Friday. I guess someone got sick with everything with the coronavirus. Yeah. I to kind of be available to go mm -hmm. and help out. So I kind of work in the group homes where it's people ranging from, I think the youngest is like 23 and the oldest is like 50 something. They all have come out of the hospital. Um, so they all mostly come out of uh, Ontario Shores. And there are, we have four different group homes and they're all there basically to help them eventually be independent and be out in the community. Most of them have schizophrenia or other dis or other mental illnesses. They have to be there because it's kind of hard for them to do daily tasks. Most of the time, like, all they want to do is just stay in the rooms. Right now, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in normal situations, you can't stay in your room the whole time. Or they'll forget to take their medications, so we're mostly there to remind them to take their medications, to remind them to get into the community, to make sure everything's in order, to help them with any life skills that they need. Some of them have never learned how to clean before, or cook, yeah. or any of that sort of stuff. It's very interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. And some of them, um, you have to also be very patient and understanding. And with most of them, they have like, very, especially one of them, he has very intense schizophrenia. Obviously, schizophrenia is very broad. Yeah. If you don't know about it, it kind of causes you to have hallucinations, visuals, or just stimuli. For example, we have one, one guy who kind of talks to himself all day. Yeah. It's kind of like it's stimulating all day. Um, and I feel so bad for him because that must be so exhausting. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of putting yourself in that 
um, and his shoes because a lot of people, and this is why I love that you are talking about mental health because a lot of people are so scared or have such a bad stigma about mental health. Yeah. He symbolizes, but he's a great guy. Some of them, I sit there and have a conversation. Like when I started, I was doing my training and I started talking to someone. Um, to one of our clients and I was just having a normal conversation and then I kind of read about her backstory they're just normal people like all yeah. of us yeah that exactly. are just going through things yeah that's the problem and, yeah mm-hmm. some of them even went to university some of them had wives and husbands and all of that like sort of stuff except you know, like, things just happen, like, in our lives, whenever I have mental health issues, my life kind of starts going mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Back, you know? Yeah. So, was, I know that was pretty long. That was a small little No, I, that was good. No, that was good. That was good. Now that we have a background, you just mentioned, you know, you're working with these people who have a bunch of different mental health issues and stuff. You mentioned to me, uh, when we were discussing this earlier... Uh, you were yeah. talking about how that has affected your own mental health? Well, I've been in like the social work field for a very long time. And I, I would say that mostly when I was working with um, kids with disabilities, uh, with intense autism, they tend to have a lot of extreme behaviors. Not all of them. And I love my job. I was coming home and just kind of like not talking to anybody. Yeah. I would come home from work, stay in there, close the door, go back out in the morning, and go to work. I wasn't enjoying my job. Yeah, it had a lot to do with, you know, it's kind of hard to go, to to go into a job that you're not really enjoying anymore. I dealt with a lot of like hitting, scratching, fighting, all that sort of stuff, and I wasn't doing the proper self care mm-hmm. that you, as a person in the mental health field, need to do. Because if you don't, you burn out. Right. The past couple of years, I hadn't been doing that. So it got to the point where this year, where it was kind of like everything just kind of went down. I started getting in trouble at work. I wasn't doing things the same way as I usually would. I wasn't handling um, the kids outburst quick enough as I usually would. I had to drop out of my master's for a couple months. Now it's going to end up being a year because it, it wasn't working for me. I eventually had to quit my job because it just wasn't. It just wasn't working. Like, I would come home, eat, go to bed. That's it. I wasn't really talking to anyone. And then I ended up starting to, like, obviously, I don't want to say, like, drinking heavy, but I obviously the, I was drinking more than I normally would. And you've known me for a long time. I'm not the one to, like, no, no, drink all the time. Yeah. But especially, I'll give you an example. Every time I would see you, I'd be like, yeah, I'm fucking hungover. I was hungover. I, you know, it was just one of those things where, like, I wasn't sure how to deal with my emotions or what was going on. School was going bad. That was going bad. I wasn't doing this self-care because we deal with a lot. Yeah. Especially with, like, the kids and, like, everything that we deal with our work. Like, sometimes our clients have bad days and they scream at us. When it comes to kids with autism, sometimes they don't know how to regulate themselves. They start taking it out on you and then you kind of... It's hard to sometimes not go home and, like not feel like you're good enough or I'm, I'm doing my job wrong and it's just all that all those negative thoughts and then you kind of just start going into a spiral out of control mm-hmm. it was it was just bad to probably gain weight over it started eating more obviously 
I know more into like the mental health and all that stuff. So I knew something was going on. Um, so that's why I took a year off school and why I quit my job and got new jobs to try and change the dynamic of things and change my environment mm-hmm. just to see what would happen. Right. And everyone kind of deals with that kind of stuff differently. Like I've had, I had a coworker where I couldn't get out of bed to come to work. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's and, Yeah. And like, I've, I've had a bunch of coworkers who, um, uh, my Canadian Mental Association who have a bunch of jobs and I was like I don't know how you have more than one and my other co-workers like yeah I only have this one because I have to take care of my mental health like it's a lot when you have different jobs in the mental health field yeah dealing with so much and I ended up at one point having two I was working at CMHA and I was working with the kids so I would go into working eight to four and then working kind of until 10 at the group homes and I was like I can't do this that's a lot. That's why in our field, there's always talk about uh, self-care. Like, we had classes about self-care and all that stuff because it's, it's a lot. And if you don't do it, you burn out pretty quick. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't doubt that at all. That's a lot on, you know, someone's mental health for sure. You, you went through this experience and you went through, like, your own personal issues with mental health. What kind of tips and tricks worked for you uh, to kind of get yourself out of that slump? For me, I would say just being honest with yourself, and I feel like you can relate to it in the sense of, like, um, actually, like, admitting that there's something wrong and that it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just, it is what it is, and it's just a chemical imbalance. Yeah. And to reach out and see someone and talk to someone, even if it's not seeing someone, like, for me, it was kind of, like, just admitting to myself that all that I was doing was too much and I needed to take a year off school. And that I needed to change my jobs. Taking the steps to just spend time with your family and friends, that really helped me a lot. Journaling, um, that really helps as well. Go for a run. Or whenever the gym's open again, like, go to the gym. Like, I was going to start doing that. Mm-hmm. I know everyone says that, but I swear I yeah, was. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. And you know everyone's different, though. So what would work for me won't work for everyone else. Yeah. Everyone's kind of different, and you kind of have to get to know yourself. I think that's the most important one. You have to get to know yourself and know what works for you and what doesn't. Because something might not work for someone. Going to go see someone might not work for someone. Just talking to their friends might work. It all, But you have to do it so you don't so your life doesn't spiral out of control. I didn't really, like, for me personally, like you said, it took me getting to know myself before I could fully, like, recover and get my own help and stuff like that. So right. that's, that's the first, that's a big step first. And it's hard, but, like... It's hard. Th- that's, like, a requirement, almost. You have to, like, get to know yourself what works before you get recovered and stuff like that. Right, because if you don't, then you're just kind of just, like doing it to do it you're not and it's not going to help you you have to know the stuff that helps you so that you can keep doing it I feel like mental health is something that will always be with you for me like I say that it's affecting me now but I would say mental health is affecting me from my young kid like oh, yeah. it was kind of like those I don't want to say like I guess signs obviously my childhood was a little different as you know moving here from you were young so we kind of went through a little a little when we were kids but it was kind of like those things where I started to realize that some things I, was, I wasn't handling properly mm-hmm. as you really would. It took me a long time, too, and I'm in the field. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. So there you go. <laughs> 25. It took me probably 25 years to finally be like, no, like I need to actually take the steps and not just kind of like put it in the back burner. Yeah, for sure. Or when you're too comfortable doing nothing. Yeah. And I know you get into a slump, you'll feel like you're totally okay with just being that all day. Yeah. Like that. Exactly. I was always kind of scared to even say something to my brother or even say something to my parents. Like, you know, and I feel like that's, and you know my family, like my family's very close-knit. I think that's a lot of issues for a lot of, especially kids and teenagers who have mental health issues, but like, you you don't want to tell your parents because whatever the case may be, or they're not close to them or whatever it is, it's kind of one of those things where you kind of just have to, I think you start to learn as you get older. I think it's a lot harder to deal with mental health when you're a teenager than when you're our age. Yeah. Because you start to know yourself. But mm-hmm. as a teenager, it's a extremely hard to process everything and understand what to do, who to go to. I think parents also have a good, a huge impact on it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Laura, thank you again for joining me uh, today for this episode. I really appreciate it having me so the last little bit here isn't about me or anything it's kind of like a little shameless plug for my guests so if you've got anything going on or you want to you know advertise anything going on in your life now's the time to say it to the viewers if you know anybody that can donate any gloves or anything like that for cmha reach out to me because i know uh, my coworkers are there full time and I'm, i'll be there on friday um and i know like obviously uh, the more the better yeah for sure i'll definitely put your uh like your contact information down below like instagram and stuff other than that thank you so much for joining uh laura and i on this episode of the h panel uh to all my viewers i will see you next time so that was uh, Laura Escobar and myself on the H panel. Just wanted to say to all my viewers, once again, I'm going to say this at the end of every single video, so you guys better get used to it. I really appreciate all the support that you guys are giving me and all the reception I've been getting. My initial goal with this channel was, you know, to kind of bring out um, conversation about mental health and kind of normalize uh, mental health and bash the stigma and all of that. And I really feel like, you know, all the conversations I've been having with people and just the reception I've been getting, I feel like we're doing our part and that, that makes everything, you know, feel really worth it. So thank you guys so much. Remember again to like, comment, subscribe. There's a subscribe button here probably. Uh, I'll put all the information down below. Uh, other than that, guys, keep being awesome and stay safe out there. See you next time.